If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's your trip? I'm good. It was good. It was good to get away. I have not been on a plane since 2019, like I mentioned last episode, and it was smooth sailing. I enjoyed my vacation. Until I had to come back and American Airlines decided that they were just going to cancel my flight for no reason. And it was just down from there. Scrambling, sitting on the tarmac for like two and a half hours, people arguing on the plane. Because I always, you know, you've been seeing all these stories about people arguing on the plane, tempers running high. I just didn't think it will happen to me. Well, when I'm on the plane. (laughs) Imagine being stuck in there for two hours and then you see people arguing and you're like, oh my God. So, who are they arguing with? The flight attendant? No, they were arguing with each other. I don't know what it was. I was stuck in the middle seat because I scrambled and finally found a flight late at night. Um, and I was trying to turn my head. I had my pillow and everything. And all I heard was, move me, bro. Move me. <laughs> <laughs> And then the flight attendant came back and was like, are we good? Are we good? She's good. The person is like, yeah, we good. Still move me, though. <laughs> like, please just move him. But it was a full flight because there was a lot of people on standby. And at that point also, on top of everything else, it started raining in Miami. Thank God it was the last day. But yeah, it was fun times. <laughs> Does it inspire you to want to get on a plane again? I don't know. I still want the vacation time. But, you know, I don't mind getting on the plane again. But you're reminded of the fuckery of traveling. Like security and delays and all that good stuff or bad stuff, whichever way. But yeah. You know, so 
Okay. American Airlines is not Southwest. But this whole conversation reminded me that the last flight I was on was delayed by hours. And then Southwest sent me a voucher and said, here's $100. And I literally forgot about it until this conversation. Oh. So I wonder if American will send you something, but I don't think so because American is not Southwest. I should be so lucky. I am a frequent flyer with American Airlines, so I've flown with them for years and they are trash. I'm just stuck with them because I cannot build as much loyalty miles as I have with them anywhere else. I don't know where I'll start from to get to where I am with them and I can confirm that they're trash. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't expect anything in my mail. The couples will be going on their honeymoon soon, so hopefully they get to fly someplace where they don't get their flights canceled. And looking on social media, it looks like people are, you know, using their their frequent flyer miles too. So what's going on on the socials? Well, on the socials, we see that, um, again, Jeff D and Shawnee are on a high again, and they took a family vacation. And they met up with their mass fam. We saw a picture with them with Karen and Miles and Woody and Amani. And it was just kind of nice to see all of them together. Did you see it that? Was? <laughs> it was. I saw that and I was like, did not bring your bad juju to these other couples. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they had Laura. Laura is everything. I mean, she wasn't in the picture with the couples, but she's on vacation with them and, you know. I'm a fan of Laura. Courtney from season one has is pre- I was about to say has been pregnant. Is pregnant. It just feels like a long time. She never revealed a gender, but she finally revealed a gender that she is having a boy. Mindy, dear Mindy from Mindy and Zach, posted a picture of herself in the bathing suit. And just, you know, people don't know how to behave. Zach commenting, telling her that she's too skinny and mentioning how that is why probably why Zach didn't find her attractive and all of that stuff. And, you know, she put out a statement just saying, like, you know, people, you can't just tell people who speak on people's body, which is absolutely true. But I also know that we're human beings and sometimes we don't have sense. I don't understand people who feel like they have a right to other people. Yes, we have a podcast, but I do feel like we try to be respectful, but I feel like some things that people want to say, I'm like, get into your group chat, go tell your friend in your house. But what do you gain by just saying this to somebody and then bringing up the fact that this is probably why a douchebag did not find you attractive? What is the purpose? It's actually really terrible that they did this on her page. This is interesting because in another area of life, someone posted on a forum about some a high profile figure um, looking too skinny. And I got on them immediately. I was like, why are you commenting on a woman's body? They're like, well, I'm just very concerned. I was like, so you think posting here about how you think someone has an eating disorder is helpful to them? Like, are you their friend? Should you, if you're their friend, you should be talking to them. And if you're not their friend, why you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry guys for the profanity. (laughs) Uh, Since since when do we start apologizing for profanity? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Anyways, but yes, I I mean, I feel like I need to like get off everything because yeah, there's a lot of goodness in humans, but there's a lot of terribleness too. Oh, absolutely. The world is terrible. I mean, the thing about Mindy is like, I don't know the girl personally, but Mindy is sweet. The girl is just trying to be in Mexico, living her best life, 
trying to be free. Like, let her be. She ain't hurt nobody. She wasn't even like a villain in the show where you can feel like you have the right to, even though you never do. But I, I it's just, I don't know. People do better. Um, Jess and Austin, they've been in the news a lot lately, and we know they're having a baby, but they just celebrated their second year anniversary. But I'm mentioning this because I was going to start this by saying like, oh, the DC cast are celebrating their second year. And I'm like, wait, they're the only ones who made it out alive. <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> just so, them. They're the only ones celebrating their anniversary. So not the DC cast, but Jessica and Austin. And as I've said before, they are one of the best match couples ever. They are on the same level of boring. I'm just kidding, guys. Oh, am I? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, saw a cute video of Brianna and Vinny. She's still learning Spanish. And just good to see them, you know, going strong. Did you go to their YouTube to see this video? No. The only exception that I made for going to YouTube is Woody and Amani and Karen and Miles in the beginning. But other than that, I'm just not a YouTube person, which is funny because a lot of my friends, they don't watch as much TV as I do. But to them, their TV shows, their celebrities and reality shows are YouTube stars. They are just have their lineups. They have people they watch, people they follow. It's just never been my thing, which is strange for someone who watches a lot of TV. But no, I did not go to their YouTube. <laughs> it's all about this um, fragmentation of like audience. Like I'm the same as you. I do not follow anybody on YouTube to go check out videos. And when people announce YouTube, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to it. But there's a whole market out there and there's money to be made from having a YouTube channel. So People are doing it, but we're all doing different things. Some of us listen to podcasts, some are going to YouTube, some are watching actual television. So, <laughs> um, Dr. Viviana posted some behind the scenes of the ring sizing. So that was interesting to watch, just watching them um, find out their ring sizes. And it's good to know, like, you know, a lot of people don't know their ring size. Before I got married, I had no idea what my ring size were. But then there's also the faction of people who actually know their ring size. And then they send it to their best friends with what rings they want. This is my size. This is what you have to do. But, yeah, that was interesting to see. So did we see the actual couples going to get their fingers sized? Or how how was it? It was just like, it seemed like a random place where a producer... Just randomly, like one person, it looked like a parking lot, but maybe that's just where they could meet up. I don't know. And they would just put like this, um, it's like a zip tie, but it has sizes, like numbers on there. And they just put it in their hands and found out their size, I guess. Okay. There was no ring sponsor for this episode or this season because we haven't seen anybody doing any ring shopping or anything like that. <laughs> um, Iris from charlotte is getting that influencer money she was sponsored by bojangles the chicken yeah oh good for her like make your money wherever you can um and and the same breath um iris amber and mika hung out in charlotte i think mika has been traveling a, a lot of places like i said Everyone seems to have vacation time. Well, we are working remotely. I shouldn't say that. So, yeah, but they met up. And finally, I keep talking about Haley traveling everywhere. But right now, for those who are interested, she is in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm just going to update everyone every week where she is because 
The girl is getting around and good for her. I would if I could. Yeah, that's all I have for social media. Sounds like everybody is is traveling, living a great Mm -hmm. life. Good for them. Everybody should. I do expect another lockdown. (laughs) Oh, we're not locking down again. The country has just decided that we can just all go ahead and die. So we are on episode three. I feel like I'm still liking the season. I like the pace. How, How are you feeling? What's your what's your temperature eight? Yeah, I think this is a great season so far. Um, three episodes in. I will say, I know that I screamed three times in this episode, but I could only remember two times. So I'll <laughs> make sure to tell you guys the two times when I was like, ah! And then I was like, oh my God, I hope my um, neighbors don't think that like there's an animal in here or something. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm very interested to know why or where you screamed, because I don't think I screamed at anything. So yeah. Okay, you ready to get into the episode? I'm ready. Okay. So we start with Brett and Ryan. And again, just like last week, until I finally get used to it. Every time I'm taking notes, I put Brett and I put girl. Just so um, I get used to her name. So Brett is getting ready to walk down the aisle and tells us how she's a commitment girl and honors her commitments. But she's just never had that in return. And she also mentions that if she gets her heart broken again, she doesn't know what she'll do, and she does not want to go through that pain again. So as if we weren't already worried about Ryan, he tells us with dead eyes that it's almost been a jealousy thing watching his friends get married. Why do you think he would say this out loud? (laughs) Because it's true. I didn't think there was anything bad about saying that. You watch everybody else progress forward in life and you're like, what about me? Yeah, but I feel like there's a difference between envy and jealousy. Like, oh, I'm envious. But to say, and he was like, but, and the way he says it, it's not even like it's playful or is it, he's just like, listen, it's almost been like with all the dating. So all the dating I've been doing have been worth it because it's almost just been a jealousy thing watching my friends get married. And I was just, I had like a little chill. Oh, no red flags for me. I was just like, way to be honest. (laughs) jealousy is a normal emotion we all feel it we should just acknowledge it okay i think what the thing is for me is i think jealousy is huge and i think envy is slight so maybe it's just semantics yeah i think most people don't really make the distinction um okay as a sidebar as ryan is standing at the end of the altar ryan standing beside the mortician looking efficient side by side that is that was an interesting aesthetic See, I think it's interesting that you call him a mortician-looking efficient because I don't think that he looks like a person who deals with dead bodies. I feel like he looks like a dead body. Oh, I think two things can be true. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, So Brett walks in and Ryan is laughing, but it also looks like he's crying as he's laughing, but it could be because we've not ever seen him laugh so I'm not sure what is going on with his face. And I think they have weird reactions to each other because I was uncomfortable because she gets to the end of the aisle and I don't know if there was a silence and it was just awkward and I just felt uncomfortable. And then the officials start speaking. And honestly, guys, for those of you who watch The Simpsons, all I could think of was Ned Flanders as soon as he started speaking. Do you watch The Simpsons? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, but I'm, I'm vaguely aware of Ned Flanders, but I'm like, even Ned Flanders, I feel like had more energy. I need to stop <laughs> with this official. <laughs> I think they sounded similar. <laughs> 
So um, they start reading all the intros for them. And at some point where they mentioned that Ryan, that she should get ready for weekends at the ranch, her reaction killed me. And her bridesmaids reaction too was like, uh, I did laugh out loud at that. It was like, what is this? This is not what I signed up for. So, but to counter that, she did love him, love the fact that he bakes pies and loves the notebook. So they go on with their vows and I don't know, I don't know how you felt, but for me, their vows were just, I don't know if the word is clinical or practical. I didn't feel alls. I didn't feel the feels. It was just getting it done, like checking it, you know? Yeah, but you know how I feel about the vows and in Unfiltered, which will be on Patreon. <laughs> they talk about vow writing and it's interesting to see the different views that people have on vow writing. Huh. Interesting. Well, they do share a kiss, which I like, but they shared a kiss before the officiant got the chance to say, hey, you may kiss the bride. So good for her. She get she got to break her two-year no-kiss dry spell twice. And her mom seemed very thrilled and very happy for her. And then I think I'm going to start calling it um, in future seasons when they start going around the champagne chat. That's okay. what I'm going to start calling it, champagne chat. So during their champagne chat, he tells us that, you know, she's beautiful. Her eyes are crazy beautiful. She's positive and she's awesome. Um, When they're speaking with each other, I do notice that neither of them speak about looks to each other. I mean, he tells us that she's beautiful, but, you know, or, normally when they meet each other, someone's like, oh, you're gorgeous. Oh, you look good or whatever. They never said that to each other. But Ryan tells us that his wife is so great, even if physically she's not his type that he described, but it works. Did and I that... first thought was, what's your type? What's your type? <laughs> I think it tracks with our intel. <laughs> so their first dance, for some reason, is a two-step. <laughs> and I, I don't know if she was overreacting, but for some reason, Brett was just really, really uncomfortable. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable in this world. I'm not a country girl. I don't know any country songs. And then, you know, they're at their table eating. And the producers make sure to make a scene where Ryan picks food out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear she was talking with like food in her mouth and I felt bad for her. I was like, these people are like probably really hungry, but they're trying to talk to each other. I just, they didn't pick a great moment. They didn't. And it's just hard to eat on camera. So and and then she's like, oh, I'm sure you have so many questions. And he's <laughs> like, I have so many questions. And then no one asked any questions. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a, yeah, no feels from this couple. So Brian tells her that, you know, that he can help her out with the glass half full outlook because he's overly positive, which just blew my socks off. Like, I don't think that I would have pegged him as overly positive, but good for him. So they do that thing where he goes to talk to the bridesmaids and she goes to talk to the friends. So Ryan tells her bridesmaids that he was not expecting a redhead. And they're like, oh, don't worry. She's not a natural redhead. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, <laughs> what, I was like, what kind of stupidity is this? Her hair is a color that does not occur in nature. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, is this going to be like the brunette thing? Because I'm like, uh -oh. you can just dye it. If it's really that serious... <laughs> Mm, here we go, Amber 2.0. And Brett asked Ryan's friends if she's his type. 
they didn't even lie. They didn't even try to lie. They're just like, no. And someone's like, not right away. But one of his friends even chimes in and is like, not even remotely. I just thought that was harsh. <laughs> like, dude, chill. So then she tells them, like, yeah, he's not my type either. But his character traits are on point. She mentions the not knowing anything about country. I don't know anything about ranching. This scene was kind of weird because I felt like they put her on the defensive. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with her saying, like, I don't know anything about this world. I'm not, you know, comfortable about it. But they were almost responding like, why don't you? Like, why shouldn't you? It's normal. So, it, it, I don't know. Voices were raised a little. They, they didn't mean, they're, they're not yelling at each other, but it just wasn't a normal decibel that you would have a conversation at. And then she's like, I don't know anything about ranching. And his friend is like, well, ask. What question do you have? And she's like, I don't know. Do they kill things? And then the friend is like, well, is that off limits? And she's like, yeah. And then again, awkward silence. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't even think, if someone doesn't want to kill things, I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, I think the, I think, okay, first off, just growing up there, I just knew, like, for instance, I don't know if I still know how to two-step, but at one point in my life, I knew how to two-step. Um, <laughs> they teach it to you. <laughs> uh, I, as far as killing things, it's like, I don't, Hunting is not to me look like, like any type of fun. The results of hunting, though, are very different in that. Great, like, bring the food. We can cook it. It tastes good. I'm like, is she one of those, like, people who doesn't want people to go hunting? Like, is going to have a problem with her spouse hunting? I don't think she will. I think she was just speaking for herself. Like, I didn't think it was far-fetched on her wedding day. There's country music. I don't, I don't even know if they didn't vet. Like, why do we go with country just because Ryan likes country? Like... Didn't, did she get a say in the music? So I think she was just saying like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable because it seems like this is what it is. And they told her she needs to get ready for weekends at the ranch. So what does that entail? Weekends at the ranch. And then the first thing is killing things. Well, I don't want to. And you're telling me to get ready for weekends at the ranch. If you want to. Well, that's my impression. You can. But don't expect me to be part of it because that's just too much. So. I mean, the part that's too much for me is that when you go hunting, you have to go at, like, 3 in the morning. I'm like, hell no. That might be what's too much for you. Hers might be actually killing stuff, so... I, I'd just be like, I'll stay home, you go hunting. Like, uh, I, I just... It was just a very strange wedding day conversation because it doesn't seem... It seems like it's maybe culturally more a part of his life than his actual life. Like, does he go to the ranch every weekend? Does he go twice a month? Does he go once a month? I think these are, like... Like how much, but she feels like from, I guess, from the atmosphere of the wedding, like this is our life. We are country people. And she's like, but I'm not a country person. Yeah. So I guess it's the not knowing. When you don't know stuff, you create scenarios in your head. So, so Brett's friends ask her if she's attracted to him. And she said she thinks he's cute and she's happy that he has a beard. I don't know if I all the way believe that, but good for her. Then they, you know, at the end of their wedding, when each couple goes into the hotel room, I noticed that everyone got carried in except Brett. Again, if you're the kind of person that believes in signs, I don't know if you think this is a sign, but yeah. Here's um, my question. <laughs> the wedding was held at the Intercontinental, but they all had these like grand send-offs where they got into a vehicle. Did they circle the block and then come back to the Intercontinental? <laughs> 
One, I am so proud of you, Aid, because you noticed that. <laughs> Usually, you're not about that life. <laughs> and two, probably it's a good it's a good shot. That is so true. But you also have to remember that they drove to the reception. Everyone got on a shuttle bus. Oh, I missed that part. So the reception must have been not at the hotel. Or they stayed somewhere else. But remember, that's where Zach started crying for his in the shuttle bus. So, Oh, wait. There was transportation in some shape or form. So they probably went somewhere else. So I don't know. Again, it's maps. You never know what is real or what is not. So... (laughs) So um, it's nighttime. Brett is hoping that Ryan likes her without her makeup. She comes out and she makes a whole show about it. Like, oh, you know, I've taken my makeup off, blah, blah, blah. Do I still look the same? I was like, girl, just come out and be. And She he looks tells, the same without makeup, by the way. She did. And he tells her that, actually, I prefer you without makeup. And then they kiss. And then Ryan tells us that the night could go many ways and he's open to any one of those ways. I don't know why I like that line, but I did. <laughs> and yeah, that's all I got for Brett and Ryan. What was your take on them? It went better than I expected in some way. I, I do feel like they had some type of chemistry. Either they were faking it or something, but they seemed to like each other or and, or at least be attracted to each other pretty quickly. And I thought that was good. Okay. I think red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> One, Brett gives me major frenetic energy. Like, relax, relax. Like, just breathe and just be. But I think also that she's just scared. And there was just too many. If I'm feeling uncomfortable through the screen... I don't know what they're feeling. And I feel like Ryan is holding back. Ryan gives me Dave energy. Dave from Dave and Amber. <laughs> where, are you attracted to her or are you not? Because he throws in this one lines every now and then. I feel like if you're attracted to someone, then it's unnecessary to go through the whole thing of, you're not typically who I'm attracted to, but I'm attracted. Just say I am attracted to you and cut out all the rest of it. Very so true. all those Little things, the friends, the things. I'm just like, oh, man, it's not sustainable. But she's also one of those people, like, I want to be married. It didn't matter who she was matched with. She was just going to roll with it and make it work. So I'm iffy on them. Okay. (laughs) All right. We ready for Rachel and Jose? I'm ready. All right. So Jose and his crucifix are ready to get married. (laughs) (laughs) That's one large crucifix. (laughs) As we hear one more time about all his accomplishments. Okay, I will say this. Everyone on this back. For his recitation of achievements, the camera was not on him. So that's them repeating what he had said before. Yeah, that's why I said we hear one more time, not he said. (laughs) Okay. We hear because... It's exactly the same thing that he said in the intro package. It's the exact same words and all that kind of stuff. So I know they're splicing it in. That's okay. It's the same thing as Rachel and her 35 pounds um, weight loss. They splice that in too. So Rachel is drooling over her dress while Pastor Cal tells us that they were matched because they're both self-reliant go-getters. Even though Rachel has struggled to find her voice in relationships, Pastor Cal believes that Jose could give her the security to thrive as a wife. You know, I think I'm at the point where I don't know what, whatever it is Pastor Cal says, it just sounds problematic. <laughs> yes. <I> just... <laughs> if it's not problematic, it's just straight nonsense. 
it is not a logical i feel like i say this all the time that is not a reason why you should match these two people what you are saying i'm sure you had a reason but you are expressing it in a way that makes zero sense yeah but that you know rachel is down to earth and can even his structured life so rachel tells us that even though her relationship ended six months six months ago she's ready that the relationship crushed her and she gave her everything but she's still ready to be a wife but Rachel is talking to her friends and telling them that she's terrified that he might be boring. She says she's hoping for basically a not good looking person and mentions that she loves talking, but she's an even better listener. Jose is wondering if they're going to be what each other wants. He says they're in securities. He's less than six feet. He has a large nose. He has a large forehead. And I want her to be attracted to me sexually. And I'm like, why are you going so hard at yourself, Jose? I feel, it makes the list of accomplishments make a little bit more sense. <laughs> In the sense that he feel like he feels un, unattractive, which he's not. He's cute. Um, uh, so that's why he feels I mean, like he like to lean on those those things. Um, yeah, it already made sense to me as soon as I saw his height. Napoleon syndrome is real, very very real. And a lot of short people have that. There's like a chip on their shoulder. Um, we'll talk about it because I mentioned it that I really want to know how short he is, but he's shorter than Rachel, and uh, she's not tall. Hmm. So Rachel tells her friends to not be too quick to tell her exactly everything that they think of her husband, unless it's like a red flag where she doesn't seem happy or she's not going out. And I did not know what to make of this. What did you think of this? Sometimes friends can be very nitpicky people. <laughs> and I actually thought it was a decent thing to say. Like, if if they're the type of friends who are like, oh, you're, there's this wrong with them, there's that wrong with them. She's just telling them, back off. Like, unless it's a huge thing, don't say anything. I thought it was very logical advice to give friends. I just couldn't decide. I was like, is this smart or is this a red flag? Like, don't tell me anything. Okay. Okay. So let us know what you think, guys. I'm very curious because I didn't, I don't think I came up with an answer. So she tells us that less than a year ago, she was ready to lose herself to someone and she's scared of that happening again. And I'm going to pause. Last season, I gave the experts and Chris so much shit for being cast after a three month breakup and Aiden and I went back and forth on timing and everything. So I'll be a hypocrite if I don't bring it up again for Rachel. I do think that six months is a longer time, but I also think that Rachel should not have been cast. I don't think, I think it's too soon. I think my argument last season is just when you go through these relationships, it, it takes a lot out of you. I have moved just to, I tricked myself into thinking like I could move away from my problems because of a breakup and because of what she went through, because of what she's scared of, she's scared that she could lose herself. She gave everything. She keeps talking about how we crushed her and all that. I do think that I will have to put Chris and Rachel in the same bucket. And I would put Rachel in the Vincent bucket because it's the same timeline and look how it worked out for Vincent. Everybody's different. Yeah, but I don't think that Vincent was like 
crushed or scared or all that, but she brings it up a lot and combined with the fact that everyone's mentioned that she's timid, she loses herself with guys, it seems like it's a pattern. I don't know that I would risk it. And again, my argument isn't that you might not be ready because yes, it could work out well. I just think it's way too much of a risk to take on Married at First Sight where you don't know what you're going to get. Because the what is the, what is going to happen, the consequence, yes, the, the reward could be great if it works out, but if it doesn't work out, the consequence is going to be too much that I don't even think it's possible. It's just really hard to pick yourself back up is what I'm saying. So she had to do it for this and to do it so close of much of a time is the risk that I'm saying that's like, oh, I don't think I would take that risk and cast them and put them through the possibility of that happening. Okay, we'll see how it goes. So Rachel has, you know, they do those selfie videos for each other and Rachel's in her selfie video. I'm only mentioning this because she said, hi, hubby. And I wanted to let you guys know that that is a huge pet peeve of mine. I just don't like the word hubby. I don't know who came up with it, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so she's ready to come down the aisle. She's nervous. She's with her dad. And as soon as she walks in, Jose smiles really big and yay. He finds her attractive. I thought he teared up, but I couldn't tell. But to me, it looked like he teared up as she came down the aisle. Um, She gets there and... There's a little awkward silence because the official just stands there. He doesn't say anything and just lets them be and they didn't know what to do. But he tells her that she's gorgeous twice and she does not reciprocate and say, you look nice. She just says, thank you twice. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the official starts to talk. And to me, he sounded like Pastor Cal. Did you think so? Or just a little bit. I mean, yeah. he had the, he had the... <laughs> He had the look of a man who knows how to officiate a wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. So Jose is so nervous. He couldn't stop chewing his lip. And now is when I was noticing, I'm like, I'm so curious how tall he is because he seems shorter than her and she's not tall. So I probably sh should have done a little Google search, but I don't know that he's important enough yet for his height to be on there. But it's probably somewhere in the Reddit board. So if you come across the aid, let me know. <laughs> will do will do so at some point in the vows he said he hopes he can be her provider not only financially emotionally spiritually and then he coughs out also sexually listen i'm not a prude and there's really nothing bad about it because people laugh i just thought it was unnecessary like i mean your parents are there your parents are there like we get it but i just thought it was unnecessary <laughs> i I was just looking for her reaction and she seemed amused and unbothered. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I kind of think that Rachel looks like Jose's mom. Mm, she does a little bit. She did. So Jose and Ra Rachel, um, at the end of their ceremony, did the lasso ritual, which is where they are bound to get together with a ceremonial rosary. And this, again, is one of the advantages of diversity. We get to see different cultures, the different things people do at their weddings. And it was just fun for me to watch. I'm Catholic. I mean, I know, like, it's more a religious thing. Um, but, I mean, we do know that like, a large number of Latinos are Catholic. So it's all, you know, woven in together. And it was just nice to see. I liked it. So I have seen 
the lasso thing at one wedding. But it was part of like, I think it's called padrinos, where your godparents have a whole ritual. And they had three things, yeah. not just the lasso. So I was like, what about the other two? Even though I couldn't even remember what the other two were. But agreed. Love me. Any any other culture's wedding rituals I am down to watch. Yeah. Because I think for like Catholic ceremony, I'm guessing because COVID, TV show, all of that. Because in Catholic ceremonies, usually you're, you have, I don't know why it's called a sponsor, but mostly like sometimes people use their godparents and then they come and then you share that, you know, together. But I'm guessing they just modified it. But my question was, when did they agree to both do it? Like, did someone come up and then they asked the other and stuff? But, I mean, they never met. So how did they agree that they were going to do the lasso ritual? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like producers are going back and forth. Because, like, Amani and Buddy jumped the broom. Johnny and Bao had, it seemed like, multiple cultural things that they did. So I figure producers are checking or saying, like, well, okay. the bride wants to do this or the groom wants to do that. Yeah. Okay. So then it was time to kiss, but then there's a pause where he's just staring at her. I don't know what was happening. I know he was trying to be like, ask her permission and she's just like, go for it. And then they just give like a quick peck. So it's time for their champagne chat. And he tells us that his wife is gorgeous and he's attracted to her. And she tells us that he's what she wanted, a complete gentleman and charming. So they sit together and I quite like her idea where she tells him that she wants them to play a game where they say one thing about, about themselves and then the other has to say if they have that in common. And they have all the things that they mentioned in common, which were like they were Houston born and raised, they both speak Spanish, they both work out at least three times a week, and they both love sporting events. And she tells him how she went to the World Series by herself and her dream was like, you know, to be proposed to. And Jose sweetly says, like, you know, I would do it on our anniversary. I thought that was really sweet. I so, love that game because I hate like <laughs> what I like to call the first date conversation. And I love I love that she's like, well, we are being married in a unique way. So let our first conversation be like reflective of the process that we've been through instead of first yeah. date talk. So good for her. Yeah. It was like honestly, I feel like I was pleasantly surprised i don't know what impression i had but i had i was pleasantly surprised by rachel's personality she has a lot of personality and i like her personality but i think because they were going heavy on the whole being a doormat not speaking up i just thought she'd be like a wet blanket so shame on me for that so agreed i like <laughs> this version of her better than the version of her we got before the wedding <laughs> <laughs> so she whispers to him i think we're the same person and and that she's the kind of person who believes in, you know, similarities person versus the whole, whole opposites attract, which I found interesting because I've had like a full blown argument with a friend of mine where I was like, I don't understand, like this whole opposites attract thing is very overrated. I don't see what's wrong with dating someone that's similar to you, but that's just me. But yeah, um, he tells her that he got everything he wanted looks wise. And Rachel then says that she described him to a T. Our boy Jose is so happy and he's like, you did? And Rachel should have just stopped there because she went on and was like, I told them that I'm not into looks. I'm all about personality. And she gestures to him, look, I got it. I wanted to die. From that second was my first scream. <laughs> Like, you just 
and ugly with pretty words because yikes. But the funny thing is, is I didn't, even though she was saying it, I'm like, but you're clearly attracted to him. Yeah, his personality. Remember? <laughs> it was just a little confusing because I was like, I I didn't ever think for a minute that she thought he was ugly, but he thought that she thought he was ugly. Oh, it didn't come out right. Probably not, not at she all. Did, it just didn't come out right. So, and, and I think what makes it worse is like he's been hammering on about, I want her to find me attractive. I want her to find me attractive. So, but anyways, thank God action speaks better than words because I think her body language just showed that she was into him. So, so then it's time to take pictures. The photographer kept telling Jose to smile. My dude was just not having it. I think he was so nervous. He just couldn't muster up a smile. He was I just... think it was still on his mind. He's like, she doesn't think I'm attractive. I think he was in shock a little. And that's why he couldn't smile. I think so too. But it was just funny. He was frozen, literally. <laughs> so he tells us that, yeah, to confirm what you just said, he tells us that he's nervous that she's not attracted to him. So... They start, you know, first dance, and Rachel says she enjoys dancing with him, and she thinks that he's cute and super handsome, and that there's electricity. And I'm like, oh wow. Well, it was a surprise to me after you tell someone like I asked for someone I'm not into looks, and that's what I got. I was surprised that she thought he was super handsome and super cute. So Jose asked Rachel where she lives and when her lease is up. And she's like, September, with the tone of, why are you asking? And he's like, just asking. And that was that. But again, if the producers put it in, you got to remember it because it's going to come up again. <laughs> this was my second scream where she said, I live in the Galleria and I work in Rosenberg. So far. <laughs> it was like, uh, and I understand why, because who wants to live in Rosenberg? <laughs> but uh, yeah. that is... Like, that's an hour with no traffic. No traffic at all. In Houston traffic? It's, I'm like, wow, that is quite the commute. But anyway. Yeah. So they clean glasses. Um, like, you know, the people, the crowd, they clean glasses and then they kiss. So Jose tells her that she, he has a checklist and he wants what he wants. And if, if the checklist is not met, then he has a problem with it. Rachel already, you know, spots a little issue there and tells us that he clearly wants a lot and she doesn't know that she can meet all of those expectations. It's time for the awkward sex talk with people. And oddly enough, they use Jose's stepmom. She just gets right into it about the wedding night. And while his dad is all, you know, follow your heart, he's not about that. Her, his stepmom is just like, with enough alcohol, girl, go for it. So <laughs> she's laughing, but I don't know if it's awkward laughter or if she actually, like, finds it funny. So to me, I mean, it's bad enough that there's usually, like, the bridesmaids or the groomsmen or the friends or whoever. This show is t trying to take it to a new level by having her have that conversation with the parents. <laughs> it's not right. It was just doing too much. It's not right. <laughs> So it's time for the send-off. Um, we see one for each of the couples. And they have a mariachi band. And again, culture, so nice to see. And they had a really nice car. Yes, um, that car was gorgeous. For their send-off. It's the car I think Merler would have wanted, but hey. <laughs> 
So it's time for nighttime, doing the nighttime routine. And then Jose's, you know, taking off his clothes as he's doing his voiceover. And I'm like, come through, Jose, with the six pack. Okay. And then I think that when she came out of the bathroom, Jose came out, you know, with his shirt and shorts and he still had the bow tie. And then she's like, oh, you still have your bow tie. And he's like, yeah, I was trying to do a little chip and dale for you. And then he raised his T-shirt. I think that was on purpose. Jose wanted to make sure that she saw that six pack and Rachel did see that six pack because she's like, my husband has an amazing body. And she also tells us that he has an amazing personality and she's so glad. And that is how the couples end for them. But they're being, I should add that they were being affectionate. Like even with the send off and they were in the car, they were touchy feely and they were kissing and it, it was nice. It was good. It was. I have good, positive thoughts about them. Yeah. I'm actually ready to make predictions, I think. But not until we get to the preview. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so next is Bao and Johnny. They talk about their love languages. She's like, they're at the reception. They're doing like their, their first little conversation after the champagne chat, I guess. And she says her love languages are gifts and acts of service. Like, this is the way she likes to give love. And he says that he's very affectionate. And she's basically like, I don't really like to be touched. (laughs) Um, Who called it, Abe? You called it. She did say, I appreciate you telling me that. (laughs) In an interview, she tells us that touch is really low on her list. It's something that she struggles with, but she knows that he's a good person and she thinks they're a good match. And she loves that he asks before he, like, touches her. So they continue the conversation and he says he likes to read and listen to podcasts. And she's like, I trust that you listen to sports podcasts. That felt like a little bit of a dig based on what happened before with the sports. Yeah. This conversation was awkward. Um... And it continues on to, like, finances. And she's like, I'm decent at savings. And then she says, you know, like, these shoes are splurred. She's wearing Jimmy Choo's. Then she explains how she got the shoes on consignment. And he's, like, really into how she got the shoes on consignment. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so, like, when Johnny talks to us, he's, like, he's so, like, into this. He's like, we're about to start something really significant. The stars are aligning. He's bought in. After today, there's no questions. It's almost like what he's saying doesn't match with what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. But I don't know. He's into it, but I think he's just cautious. He's cautiously optimistic. Let me put it that way. So then Johnny does a sit down with her friends. And he talks about how he never thought about dating her. <laughs> and then we flash to his friends talking to her, and she's like, I've always had a little bit of crush, and I always thought he was cute, but she was a coward, so she left it alone. <laughs> then we're back to her friends with him, and he's like, We have chemistry, it may not be physical, but we have a baseline of common interest, and we know each other, and he hopes to bring down the walls. I found that interesting because, to your point, He's been saying how, like, when she says something, he's like, oh, I find, I'm so attracted to that. Oh, I find that, I'm so into that. And then he just tells his friends, like, oh, there might not be physical chemistry now. That negates everything he's been saying. True. 
But, but I, I thought also, they had chemistry. I thought they had chemistry too, but I also think he's the one who said, like, I need her to be more into me than I am to her. Yeah. And she actually kind of fulfilled that with that whole, like, yeah, I've had a crush for 15 years. He's the one who's like, oh, I never thought about us being together. Yeah, but remember, it was not to his face. And if you go just by, you know, what he's seen, and if you go by how she, you know, clammed up when they did the first dance, it would put him on, you know, not to defensive, but to have a little, to be very cautious, you know? Yeah, but it also gives me hope, because I'm like, she is really into him. And she apparently has been for a while. More than he has been into her for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think the best thing that could have happened to Bao was that it was someone she knew. Because I just think if it was someone she didn't know, this would have been a disaster. Uh, probably, but we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I think her friend said she's not a prude. She can be timid. She doesn't like to be touched. Yes, it was her friend. <laughs> And he's very honest. He's like, that's kind of a huge deal because he needs to know that someone is interested in him and he's worried about it. My favorite part was the, so when you guys, like, as her friends, (laughs) do do y'all hug her, like, when you leave? I was like, I don't know why you asked this question. I could have told you, no, they don't. (laughs) They gave us that long silence and everything. I was like, I don't know why you give me the long silence. The answer is no. And, of course, the answer was no. They're just like, what kind of dumb question is this? (laughs) They do the bouquet toss, the garter toss. I mean, this is the thing about Bao. She's like, oh, I'm a prude. Oh, I'm this. But he was going under her skirt, and she was totally fine with it. Well, I don't think she's ever given the impression she's a prude, though. I don't. She doesn't like to be touched, but I don't think she's ever given the impression that she was a prude. That girl was all up in the bachelorette party, riding the bull, doing all of the things, but I've never gotten the impression that she was a prude. I think one of her friends might have said it. She's not a prude. Yes, he said she's not a prude. Yeah. She just doesn't like to be touched. So they have the are you getting laid conversation. Johnny's very mature. (laughs) He just said a lot of words. (laughs) And ended with like, yeah, that's hard. I mean, it it was good. I can't even remember what he said because it was just like, whatever. Um, Then they had dragon dancers to leave. And that was amazing. Like, yeah. I don't, I call them dragon dancers, and I hope that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's the best, I mean, descriptive way you could put it. I really like their wedding. I think their wedding was very pretty. The flowers, I think the table that they were sitting at, theirs was the only one that really, like, caught my eye. It was just very pretty with the candles at different levels in front of the tables. It was pretty. I thought all the weddings were pretty. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that theirs was any better than anybody else's. Yeah. That's so they get to the hotel and Johnny carries Bao across the threshold, as you mentioned. Um, their bedspread is com- like a beautiful, I guess, Vietnamese bedspread. I was like, okay, how'd they get this upgrade? I know. <laughs> they're really happy and they're both pretty touchy when they jump into the bed with their shoes on, as every single married at first sight couple does because <laughs> they have no home training. Take off your shoes before you get in bed. Um <laughs> taking off her dress took forever I feel like they were actually having a good time with it um and then she was trying to take out her hair and he's like do you need help and she's like sure which is also like more opportunity for him to touch her yeah um I really like that scene I felt like something about him helping her with the pins was just intimate yes like they've known each other for a while and it was just really cute 
have such high hopes for these two. Such <laughs> high hopes. She starts talking. They get in bed and they're doing this body pillow thing. I was like, this man said he wants his body pillow replaced by you. Why you can... Anyway, they talk about temperatures and stuff, but they're cute before they go to bed. And they oh. just go to bed. Well, the only one thing I was like, bow, when she goes, oh, you can put this pillow. It could serve as a barricade. Who wants to hear about a barricade on their wedding night? Bow. It's the walls of Jericho. It's oh, the walls God. of Jericho. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, they were cute. I think the only thing I had was during that conversation with the Jimmy Choo's and I think I was surprised that Johnny had no idea what it was. He just gives me the impression that he would. But I did wonder, like, did we get stingy men this season? Because <laughs> I'm, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll find out. I, I mean, Johnny made it seem like he was, I don't want to say cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't care about it, but still. <laughs> we'll find out, hopefully. So next we're on to Michaela and Zach. They're they're very cute. So they're sitting there also having their like conversation in front of everybody. She has gum in her mouth and she tells him and he took it. I didn't actually see what he did with the gum. I didn't even see that. All I could just see was the way she was looking at her. It was like a magnet looking at him. Sorry. <laughs> That's all I could see. They're they're as they're talking, her sisters are like mic'd and looking. And the shots <laughs> of the sisters sitting there three in a row. G- great work on the cameraman's part. Great work. We can hear them commenting about what they're perceiving based on like body language and whatnot. It's very funny. Zach and Michaela talk about previous relationships. She, he asked her how long her longest relationship lasts. She said 364 days. <laughs> The day before their one-year anniversary, he was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> he talks about how he wasn't very confident growing up. Um, college, like, grew him into a person, a confident person. And he talked about how he went to a private Catholic high school, which I strongly suspect is straight Jesuit, because that sounds like the high school that he described. Um, and he talks about being made fun of or even being dark-skinned amongst the other Black people. And Michaela is like, that is not a problem here. She's so into him. <laughs> so their yeah. conversation was very Zach and Michaela, which is like you're watching two people talk who seem like they've known each other forever. And it's been like a couple hours. Yeah, Zach was dropping all the stories, though. I was like, I didn't like, is this too heavy for a wedding night? Or should we just put it all out there on the table? Hey, but she seemed fine with it. I can never tell. Her facial expressions always seems like, um, okay, okay. But I can never tell what she's really thinking about it. So, uh, yeah, well, as with everything, we'll find out. <laughs> and Michaela, so Michaela sits down and talks to his parents. She's very effusive. His dad says, we thought this was whack. <laughs> <laughs> But now we see that it's right. Like, y'all seem really great together. And Michaela is just like, your son is gorgeous, physically and mentally. <laughs> his mom talks about, they they do his mom dirty, because she talks about how he's he's single-minded, he's analytical, he's extremely particular, he's an over, overachiever, he solved a Rubik's Cube. And they do that thing where it's like, they act like she just talked and talked and talked and talked, which she might have done. <laughs> 
But see, uh, that was another situation where I don't know what Mikael was, was thinking about. Is it good? Is it bad? And his dad says, I think you guys will be great. Um, and then we switch over to Zach with her sisters. And they're like, yeah, we're really protective. And he's like, you know, let my actions speak louder. You know, it sounds like she talks to you guys every day. We're going to spend time together. Like, you'll be able to see it. They ask how old he is. And he's like, I'm 27. They're like, you know, she's 30, right? He's like, I know. <laughs> and he's like, I'm more concerned about if I'm too young. <laughs> These women, they're like, we're watching you. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do the garter toss. And he gives her a little mini lap dance. I was like, strippers who? Um, <laughs> Michaela was so turned on during that <laughs> dance. Like, she was ready to take him on on that dance floor. <laughs> The chemistry is definitely there. Definitely, definitely. So once again, we've got a whole wife with a whole husband. <laughs> <laughs> and she prays and hopes that this is it for her. And then they, their send-off was with the sparklers, right? Yeah. And then they got into a nice car. I don't remember them showing a car for them. I thought they just ran out. Okay. So they get to the hotel room. He carries her over the threshold. They sit and talk. They get into the bed with their shoes on. <laughs> they sit and talk. And he mentions, oh, look, there are condoms there. I think the experts are trying to tell us something. <laughs> then she gets out of the dress. And when she comes back out, he's like, I didn't see all this under the dress. Which then I thought about <laughs> it. You can't really tell her body shape under the Her dress was pretty poofy. And he's just yeah. like, my wife is gorgeous. I was like, you were, you were way attracted to her when she was in the dress. <laughs> he was he was just acting like he was in the candy store. I don't know if you've seen the nutty professor like Hercules, Hercules, yes. <laughs> and that's the reaction everybody wants from their man. So yes, good on you, Zach. So they are pretty snuggly in bed and they turn the lights off and we will see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so our final couple is Mirla and Gil. Mirla tells us that she's a very happy princess. And I actually, I actually think that their pictures were cute. Yeah. I think I saw someone online uh, or someone made a comment talking about, you know, their body language, because I think they had a picture where she was far apart. But I think you get to see how the picture played out. Like it was actually part of the poses. So who knows if it's foreboding or not. But she asked him if he's a hand holder. And he's like, I can be. If she likes it, I like it. So, hey. So, Mirla tells Gil that when she first saw him, her first impression was like, thank God you're not ugly. You have a nice smile and you have a really pretty smile. He tells her that the first thing he noticed were her lips. And she's like, not my dress. And then he's like, no, no, no. Then you got closer. And I'm like, okay, look at that dress. She's styling and she's confident. Like, you have to be confident to pull off, you know, that dress. So Merla says, <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about? Because someone sent us a message that that dress cost $10,000. <laughs> Are we surprised? <laughs> oh, I mean, Are here's the thing. Because I think the show is paying for the wedding. If you can get them to get you a $10,000 dress, go on ahead. All of Bow well, and John's I, extra stuff, that probably cost a lot of money, too. So it wasn't just Mirla. Wait, I thought you said during Unfiltered that you probably guessed that the way she made it sound, she paid for it? Either she paid for it or were no, you saying no, like no, no, she no. got... 
Not that she paid for it, just that she found it and not at the store that they sent her to. The show paid for that dress. (laughs) Okay. Okay, 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 gotcha. I mean, I don't know for sure that the show paid, but based on, like, previous stuff that we've heard, like, the show pays for the whole wedding. And so if she wanted a $10,000 dress, then I'm sure that the show paid for it. Well, don't you think they'll do an ultimatum like you have a cap? If you really want a dress, then you have to pay the rest? I don't think so. I think if you insist upon a dress and who knows, maybe the dresses at the place that they were sending her to were that expensive. I doubt it. <laughs> but I Because do I don't think... I don't think they'd want to set a precedence where everyone now starts making demands and then they just blow their budget. They're still in lifetime. We don't know what has gone on in previous seasons. We just finally had them giving us real tea on Unfiltered. I feel like there might have been brides before who did the same thing. Okay. God, I wonder whose dress would cost that much. I don't think I can recall a $10,000 dress. <laughs> I don't know what it well, says about dress me, that I'm looks- like, $10,000 is... I, I mean... Lord knows I I I feel like I might know people who might have spent that amount on a dress. <laughs> a ten thousand dollar wedding dress doesn't sound like the high end of wedding dresses. It sounds like mid-range. So Marilla tells us that she feels comfortable dancing with him. And then Marilla asks Gil his last name. He tells her and then asks her what her maiden last name was. And granted, it was presumptuous. I don't think he meant harm, but it was really, he he jumped the gun on that. Like, he just assumed that she's going to change her name. And then she asks him, she tells she tells him her last name, Feria. I'm probably saying it wrong, I'm sorry. But um, asks him his expectations when it comes to name change. And he's like, you know, I'm pretty traditional. And, you know, I would expect you to change my name, you, change your name to mine. And she tells us that it's pretty complicated. You know, her dad passed, we found out last episode, and it's like a way for her to carry on her dad's legacy. So she's not, you know, decided one way or the other if she's keeping the name or not. But again, who knows if this is going to come up. This was a big deal for Sheila and Nate in Chicago. So we'll see. It's a huge difference of values, in my opinion. Because he walked in expecting a wife who would change her name and she walked in like oh it's a conversation with a possible no i i think it's very revealing of just two very different worldviews because (laughs) there are women out there who would totally expect to change their name like that's the whole that that's their deal real is not one of them well she's she did say she's not one way or the other but like you said it's a conversation but i don't know he shouldn't have been that presumptuous especially for someone he just met but but here's the here's the here's the key thing you could tell like he didn't even it was just second nature to him mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even the thought like oh maybe it's like how could you not <laughs> and that's what i mean by it's a different worldview i mean what yeah. part of me wants to say his worldview is wrong <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it's wrong or if it's just different. Let's go with different. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's different. It may be wrong for her if she decides she doesn't want to change her name. But yeah, they're at their reception. The guests clink glasses. And I am always surprised when in 2021, 2020, whenever it was filmed, how are there people that still don't know what it means? 
every time we have a season of MASH and someone's like, what does that mean? I'm just like, really? What does what mean? Uh, the guests clink glasses for them to kiss. Oh, I'm I'm going to be real honest. I, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, you do. When all they, It happens every season where they clink the glasses and everybody starts clinking the glasses. That means the couple should kiss. This went right over my head. You've never seen it happens every season of maps. I guess I've never noticed it because you're like, what does this? And I'm like, I was with Mirla. I was like, what do they mean? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm not sorry. You assume people knew things that they did not know. Some people don't know. Okay. No, I'm fine that they don't know. I'm surprised you don't know because it happens every season of maps. But I don't know because I didn't notice. Okay. So. Merla shuts shuts it down completely and is like, nope, just kiss on the cheek instead. And this might be this week, like last week when I was so agitated with the whole makeup thing. But quite frankly, if you're not kissing at the altar, I think you should be disqualified and not matched. I think that's a question they should ask. Will you kiss your husband at the altar? And if they say no, just throw them away. Because I'm just like... Who wants to think of a wedding day, even when it works out, where you didn't kiss your husband? It's just weird to me. Like, again, if you are that conservative, traditional, whatever you want to call it, don't come on an untraditional show to get married. Just just go away. <laughs> so I was annoyed, as you can tell. So Gil is with her siblings, and I'm hearing the reggaeton in the background. I'm a huge Latin music fan, so I was, you know, swaying a little bit. And her brother asks him if there's anything he knows of her so far that he's worried about and Gil just quickly says the designer stuff which is so broad because what does that mean (laughs) with the designer stuff he says he likes to dress nice but he's not a designer person and her brother rightly says that she's driven and she splurges through the designer things Gil says he doesn't make the most money and is conservative about his money if you're keeping count we've heard conservative we've had traditional um, just like Eric, how we couldn't stop hearing about conservative at his wedding. And it makes him wonder if it's a deal breaker for her. And her brother tells him simply, I hope for the best. <laughs> and that's it. What else are you going to say? What else are you going to say? So Merla is with Gil's friend, Willie, saying he's worried because marriage comes with compromise. And his friend, it was a woman named Jancy. And she's actually the one who mentions that, you know, with marriage, it'll change. You can't keep the same lifestyle. Oh, and Marla asked why. Like, why would anything change when she gets married? Which I think is a little naive. Like, I don't know why you think everything will remain the same. She's like, why would my life change? Or why would my lifestyle change? And Willie tells her, well, Gil is cheap. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Second, I think there's a difference between your life changing and your lifestyle changing. Like, I don't well, think she seriously is like, oh, nothing. Well, some people are like that, but oh, nothing in my life has to change. I I mean, this whole conversation is setting her up um, to tell her that she spends too much money is how it came off to me. So she was yeah. being defensive behind the idea that her lifestyle would have to change, not that her life would have to change. So Merla says she enjoys her lifestyle. She likes to travel. She likes purses. She likes shoes. And he just comes right out and was like, so you're high maintenance. And there was just that blank stare. And I think they cut to commercial. <laughs> and that was that. Back to this whole conversation. I, I mean, I'm, this is just, it's going to become a repetitive theme. I, it's going to be beaten over our heads. I wonder how yes. it's going to end. 
It is like they've decided that they're just gonna focus on showing us the differences between Gil and Merla. They basically gave them side by side. So uh yeah. So I don't know why they subject Merla to meeting yet another set of his friends. She says he's everything that I asked for. But in my mind, I'm like, but you said you didn't want someone bald. So what are we doing or saying? So they ask her why there was no kiss. And she says, count three, she's conservative. But it's not a traditional wedding. But she's conservative. Then why are you in a modern wedding? Girl, bye. Her dress wasn't even conservative. I just... I get annoyed because everyone's picking and choosing when they want to be conservative or when they're not. And I'm like, just decide what you are. So I, th- I think it's fine to decide which areas of life you're conservative in and not conservative in. But that whole conversation, I don't know who to blame. His friends for being gross. Like, why are you interrogating her about the level of affection she shows your friend? Like, that's not your place. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was set up by producers. But even then, I'm like, no, you don't. I, I, that conversation was was very uncomfortable <laughs> no it felt um, she was being like interrogated and i was like but she didn't do anything wrong <laughs> yes she did i'm sorry if, if she did do a... something wrong it's not their place to harass her about whether or not she kissed their friend that's fine that that's understandable but i think it's also understanding like is it is it telling of who you are or are you not attracted to him? I get it, it's not. But at the same time, nothing about this is normal. Nobody goes to the wedding and starts going uh, table to table to meet friends and they start talking about all the weird stuff they talk about on maps. Like, if it was a regular wedding, I'm like, okay, fine. But if you come on maps, you should kiss. And I stand by that. <laughs> passionately. I don't, I don't agree or disagree at this time. <laughs> I do. I think it was her fault. Like I said, they just need to be stricter with their weeding out. So they um this dreaded intimacy question. Um, his friends ask him and he tells them that um they need to build trust. Um, they ask how long her friends, I'm sorry, ask Gil. They ask how long he's willing to wait, and he's like, as long as it takes. And they're like, what, six months? Whatever. So this in turn, did you find this gross too? It is gross, generally, the sex question, but... I did find it gross, but I was proud of how he answered. I don't think he meant it, but... <laughs> oh, I don't think he meant it either, but you know what? It's okay to be a politician. Sometimes when people are having a conversation with you, they shouldn't even be having it. <laughs> You know what's going on, TV. You don't want to look like trash. I support you lying through your teeth as long as you look good in this instance. So it's time for their send-offs. Um, they didn't show the mariachi band for them as they were leaving. I saw it in the background as they were doing the montage of the couples. But um, they left in a fire truck, and you just know Merla was fuming. And I, the thing is, I was like, this is so cool. Like... <laughs> He's a fireman, and they got a fire... I loved the fire truck, and I'm going to be mad at Marilyn if she didn't love it, too. <laughs> and then, um, she tells us, though, that this could be the beginning of something, and Gil tells us that, you know, he's attracted to her. Am Which is good. And, yeah, that's all we got for them. We didn't get a lot of their nighttime Oh, you know, I missed that. She did warn him that she talks in her sleep, and I thought that was a good move. Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> she did say she could talk in her sleep. I didn't even again expect that of her, but it wasn't much. She did say he was attracted to her, and then they went to bed, and it was just um uneventful. 
And that was it for the couples this week. Did you have anything else? No. I wish I could remember the third time I screamed, though. Um, <laughs> I just, I mean, oh, let's talk about the preview. <laughs> oh, my God. They set us up. It was all feels and nice. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And then I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. What is happening? Remember how I was like, oh, I want to see Hurricane Kay. <laughs> oh, we go see her. Ooh, they were not lying. So based on the creative editing, the couple that I, I um, would put on the, the warning list are Brett and Ryan, Marilyn Gill. The, the fact that he was, because he kissed his dog and then he mentions we haven't kissed yet. And I was like, that means yeah. that you guys went on the honeymoon and came home. And still had kissed. You guys are too. And you're bitter about it, Gil? Oh, you guys are in trouble. Um, and Michaela and Zach are somewhere in the middle. But I'm actually not worried about Bauer, Johnny, or Jose and Rachel. Interesting. I think Merla and Gil are going to be a curveball. I think they're going to be together and stay married, but I don't think they will last. Okay, why do you think that? Marla wants to be married and it's really hard to gauge what they feel like on paper it seems like they're opposites they don't like each other but then when because they've set her up so bad Marla does have some nice moments where she's just like oh I like that oh that's sweet oh she has like you know nice moments and it seems optimistic so I'm just like is this just a setup and there's something you know around the corner that we don't know yet and I did like their chats. I did like their pictures. So I don't know. I just feel like there's something there. But ultimately, if you don't have the same values, I don't know how sustainable it's going to be. It's like an Eric Virginia situation. I also, some like I'm trying to remember. It's hard to remember. But in previous seasons, they'll like beat something to death. And then it turns out to be nothing. And I wonder if this whole like I like the luxurious lifestyle or whatever is going to turn into nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Rachel and Jose, I still can't tell. But it was really... They had a good first... Not a first episode, but like a good, you know, wedding episode. So I don't know. Brett and Ryan were on the same page. They're doomed. <laughs> so... Uh, my, um, this Michaela and Zach preview, just... It It was a lot. It was... I Man... I'm just hoping they don't have a Beth and Jamie relationship or Shawnice and Jeff D. I don't want that for them. Well, Beth and Jamie sorted it out, but okay, I don't want a Shanice and Jeffy situation. Like, she needs to get her temper in check. You know how you want to see Hurricane K? I think for me, I want to see what Zach's flaws are. <laughs> it makes it seem like there's a fidelity issue, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, she said he didn't come back. And I mean, it could be like Doug. Doug said he's not cheating, but he just disappears for hours on end and goes home with a stranger to charge his phone. <laughs> I, considering how Michaela is, and I think I clocked it from the beginning, like, she's just a lot. So I'm not surprised that when she gets upset, it's like a lot. Because her level yeah. of happy is a lot. A lot, yeah. Everything is on 100. Oh, but Pastor Cal says that's what's going to keep them together. Her passion for life. So, 
<laughs> I think my issue with Bao and Johnny, not an issue, but my my eyebrows are raised. Are I don't want a situation where we're only catering to Bao because I think she's going th- down that path of we're going at Bao's pace. But what about Johnny's? In the preview, they made it seem like they were having these like intense discussions that were negative. But I don't like I think I was seeing more of like two people opening up to each other. Actually, mine is based on just the wedding, actually. I think with her talking about not liking to be touched, but he does like to be touched. So why are we going with yours? So where do we go from there? The preview, I think it was just a fake out. So I didn't yes. put much stock into it. But mine was my assumptions are just from like the wedding and just I don't like this. Oh, I like this or whatever. But there has to be some kind of compromise. So we'll see. But either way, kudos to them. Three episodes. And I'm trying to remember how we felt three episodes in last season. I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but I'm I mean, liking this. is a this. written down. It's just a podcast. So we don't even have to remember. At the end, we can completely <laughs> contradict ourselves. And I- I'm sure one of our listeners will be like, hey, but you guys said in episode three that you thought. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, so good. I'm enjoying this this season and i'm happy about that can't wait for after the honeymoons when the shit hits the fan i will probably try to remember to check on ratings to see how they're doing in ratings once again because like last season we started during like inauguration so this season it's the olympics so we kind of have to wait a few more weeks to see what their real ratings are Girl, people are not watching the Olympics. There's not a the rating. What I heard was that the the ratings are low and not a lot of people are tuning in. And now there's just so many ways to watch it, like it's not like the same time. So the ratings are doing what they're doing across all of television. Like we talk about it with Housewives. The number of people watching live television has dropped so much. And it's dropped a lot in the past five years since the last Olympics. But it's like NBC has 13 to 17 million people watching their stuff. And the next competitor has like two. (laughs) So (laughs) the story is, oh, 50% of people aren't watching the Olympics that watched last time. But the other story is the people who are watching TV are mostly watching the Olympics. Mm, That's interesting. Maybe my, um, my data is anecdotal. It's like a lot of people I know are just like, oh, man, I used to watch the Olympics, but this year is just a lot going on. So, so yeah. Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? Michaela and Zach have my bouquet for the week, but the reason they have the bouquet is mostly because of Zach. Because of Zach, because I judged Zach, and I was pleasantly surprised with how much he matched Michaela's energy and also the gratuitous shot of him in his underwear at night when they were getting ready for bed. Thank you, Zach. Good for you. Who has yours? Rachel and Jose. Oh. I just feel like they had a great wedding. They're super into each other. I was not expecting this at all. <laughs> we'll see how it progresses. But I thought they had a great wedding and they had a lot of chemistry. And I'm, I'm happy for the both of them because at this point they seem really happy. Yeah. Who has your burnt ashes? I can't believe it, but no one has my burnt ashes. I feel like everyone gave me something, even Brett and Ryan. Like, I like how everyone was committed to it. No one is all like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. Like, even when there are things they're not sure about, they're like, I'm committed to this 
process. I'm just going to give it my all. And everyone seemed to have a fun wedding. Like, I think everyone enjoyed their wedding, regardless of what you think about them. And I'm so proud of them for that. So no one gets my burnt ashes. So who has yours? Uh, Gil's crew of friends for interrogating <laughs> Mirla about why didn't you kiss our friend? When are you going to have sex with our friend? I'm, I'm no, absolutely not. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We're having lots of good conversations on social media <laughs> about the episodes, you guys. So join in. Yes, we are also available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe and then rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.